The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawk. I am your host, Rob Fox. I'm joined by Dan Holloway. And uh, it's a good day. I've enjoyed watching the Braves dismantle mm. the Cardinals for the last three days. Yeah. <clears throat> Cardinals have not looked very good. No, we've definitely caught them at the right time because yeah. that is uh, a team that is not in any way lacking in talent. Like, they're pretty, their starting pitching sucks aside from, I mean, they have Michaelis and Wainwright, but the rest of it is absolute garbage. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the lineup's still legit. Their offense is legit. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure Goldschmidt's leading the league and wins above replacement. So yes. he's having a good year. And Arenado is like fourth, I think. Like, yeah, Goldschmidt and Arenado are both <clears throat> insane. And then, you know, Edmund, those types of guys. Is it top-heavy, though? It is. It falls off a cliff. Their, their catcher's a black hole. Um, I don't really think they have a DH. They're short, they, don't, they get nothing out of shortstop. Uh, it's, Edmund is a 4.2 war as well. Yeah. So it's, if you're going to be top-heavy, three deep's not bad. But the next, it falls off to 1.2 after those top three. I think, or 1.8. Yeah, 1.8 is the next one. That's not, it's not the best. No. But the bigger problem is that they only have two starters who are of yeah. major league quality <clears throat> in the rotation, uh, which is, I mean, I think in the first two games of this current series, they gave up like 10 runs in the first two innings. Yeah, it combined was, or something yeah, like that. something like that. It would, they gave up six and seven runs total, respectively, but definitely in that 7-1 game, it was five runs in the first inning. Yeah. I don't remember the, the other one, but doesn't look great <clears throat> but yeah, yeah no it's been fun striders going tonight i will be watching that i fucking man i can't stand watching games on espn by the way the cardinals braves was on espn last night i don't mind espn it's alex rodriguez i don't want to hear <sighs> like it I, I have nothing to learn from that guy he's at all. not a person no he's an android like it's fucking it's creepy almost like he did. It's like he didn't grow up around people. Yeah. Like he was raised by like a television or yeah. something. It's weird. It It is like, I mean, he's just like not there. It's fucking bizarre. Um, but yeah. And I don't even like, I really don't want to be like, Oh, USPN sucks or whatever. But like, I don't even like watching national broadcasts anymore because mm. you just get like, <clears throat> like they talk about the Braves and they should do this, I guess, but they talk about them in a way where it's like, yeah, I already know everything you're saying because I watch them like almost every day. Yeah. So I, it's like unlistenable <laughs> to me because they're like, you know, they'll bring up like Freddie Freeman stuff or whatever. But it's like something that maybe the national baseball fan doesn't know. I don't know. I used to enjoy when it was uh, John Miller and Joe, uh, Morgan. Joe Morgan. That was the best period for them because mm-hmm. like Joe Morgan, I'm not entirely sure that dude know how to knew how to read. Like he was <laughs> dumb as shit. But that that those two guys together were so good. I really enjoyed that. I would I like I was actually 
excited when the Braves were on national TV on then, Sunday night to, baseball to hear them. Yes, that was. But now it's not it the case. Now it's irritating to me. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Whatever. Uh, before we get into Braves stuff, though. I wanted to talk about something I found interesting about the Mets. Now, I wrote this episode yesterday, Mm -hmm. and yesterday, after I wrote this episode, the Mets offense did explode. But only for one inning. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They stole a victory from the jaws of defeat, in fact. We're uh, trailing in the bottom of the ninth. Braves threatening to get within one and a half games. Mets pulled it out, beat the Reds, and then beat the shit out of them in extra innings. Um, Regardless, uh, prior to yesterday... I we mentioned this like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. something like that on the show about how the Mets were like really overperforming with yeah. batting average on balls <clears> in play. Um, not a lot of hard hit balls, all that type of stuff. So I looked into I kind of dove into the numbers a little bit. And over the last 30 days in particular, um, as the Braves have gained eight games in the standings, uh, the offense has been kind of dying. It, it's it, the correction has begun. Hmm. Um, it, some interesting stats. I kind of want to get your thoughts on them. First off, just a general one. In the last 30 days, the Mets offense ranks 20th in the MLB in WRC plus with a 99. So below. Yeah. League average. Yeah. Below major league average. Their batting average on balls in play has dropped to 276. Uh, and the, I think they were hitting like 310 or something like that for it as a team. <clears throat> so that's about almost a 40 point drop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty much everywhere. Like their OPS. In May was 770 as a team, and it dropped to 670 in June. Yeah. A 100-point OPS drop is not good. It's massive. Yeah. Uh, Their on-base percentage for the team, this is fucking awful, is uh, 305 in the last month. So 400 is great, but you, I think as a team, you want to be around like 350 or whatever. Like an individual 400. If if a team was OBPing 400, they'd be... They wouldn't lose a game. No. Um, they rank 23rd in hard hit ball percentage, uh, and they're 24th in slugging. Uh, they actually still rank 7th in Fangraph's clutch rating, so they may actually still even be overperforming because they are cashing in high leverage chances, mm-hmm. right? So they're still winning games despite how badly they're hitting, which <laughs> means, I don't know, if... They could just be a clutch team, but there, there there could be a correction in the clutch as well that has not happened yet that could still be happening. Um, I mean, man, they, they fucking need Scherzer and DeGrom. I mean, Scherzer is back now, I guess, but they need Scherzer and DeGrom back real Yeah, fast. Scherzer looked really good, though. He did. He looked really good. DeGrom, I mean, he, he's going to be, to be honest, man, unless he comes back really soon, like in the next two or three weeks, He's not going to be Jacob DeGrom in the playoffs. Like, his arm strength will not be built up enough. He'll be a four-inning guy in the playoffs for them. That's a big fucking problem yeah. for those guys. Because they're, I mean... <clears throat> I suppose you'd take a, as close to guaranteed of four scoreless innings every... No, sure, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a benefit, but it's not him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, that's, a, that's prob- a problem for them. The, the offense shrinking is a problem for them. And you, the other part you got to wonder about is when or if things are going to start not going as well for the starting pitchers they have that don't necessarily always do well that are doing well this year for some reason like Taiwan Walker for example or uh Chris Bassett yeah I mean they have speaking of overperforming let me look at the the uh uh the sort of behind the uh curtain stats Mm -hmm. on on uh 
team pitching because I can't imagine that, like their FIP has got to be insane, which is essentially like their luck. Mm-hmm. Um or their like reverse luck, I guess you could say. They are actually pretty good. Um they're they're not pitching too far outside of their actual performance. Atlanta uh actually is is really high. Uh the Mets are they're about even with what they should be. So mm-hmm. they're they're about on track with it. Um you haven't seen a lot of regression from Taiwan Walker. His last start wasn't great, but he's over the last 30 days he's still at a 284 ERA, so he looks good. Um Bassett's out right now. But with like COVID or something, so not really. Yeah. Like he's not on the IL or anything. No, I think he's got the flu or something. Yeah. But he did finally start coming back to normal. Um got off to a pretty decent start in April. He was three and one, two twenty five ERA since April. It's like a four and a half ERA guy, which is about normal. So now you've got Carrasco Bassett, right? Mm-hmm. As two of your top four starters, and they're not playoff starters. Like those guys make three innings maybe. Maybe in one of them. Yeah, so <clears throat> big trouble for the Mets. And it's, if, if, it, you know, they got off to a really good start. It's easy to wonder how things could go wrong for them so fast. The Braves were doing really, really well. But uh, to be honest, I mean, the Braves are, tw- I think, in their last 35 games, were like 20 games over 500. Yeah. So, which is insane. That's not. <clears throat> yeah. But, and it, frankly, despite the regression in their hitting and Bassett and Carrasco kind of, Fallen off the rails a little bit back to the mid four ERA level. Um, they've still managed to do pretty well. They're not playing like, badly. No, like they're, they, they're winning team games a lot, which they, is and they're winning series. Yeah. And that's a character thing, to be honest. Like yeah. it's I, I don't <clears throat> like obviously I want the fucking Braves to beat the Mets, but I don't I'm not gonna disrespect them. They they're perf- they're performing better than their stats. And there's something to be said about that, right? Like yeah. For a pitcher, if you can get people out when you don't have your great stuff, it's the same here. If you, if the team's not, the individual elements of the team aren't necessarily performing well, but people are doing the right things at the right time enough for you to keep winning games, then that's winning is winning. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter how it happens. No, not at all. Uh, it's interesting, <laughs> like that with the with the offense. I that's got to be a huge, huge, huge just a fucking spot of worry for the for the Mets. I mean like I I uh I'm hoping they keep re- regressing in that way because I mean they were their their sort of luck with runners in scoring position and balls in play like that's it was unsustainable and it's mm. showing it's unsustainable but like you said yeah man they're still fucking winning even with this unsustainable bullshit. Uh so I'm excited for that series in what like <coughs> 4 or 5 days. Yeah. That's going to one of the bigger July series I can remember in, in recent memory for the Braves. I think it's right. Basically, we play them, then we play Washington, and it's the all-star break. Yeah. So we get the Nats next, then the Mets, then the Nats again, then the all-star break. So that'll be fucking interesting, especially there's something to be said for going into the all-star break in first. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everything, obviously. The Braves certainly weren't there last year, but um, I don't know. There's something a little symbolic about that. Uh, next up, let's get into what the... Um, but the Bra- by the way, the Braves, as great as their offense was in in June through that run, mm-hmm. they're te- technically so far through the first six games of this month, they're actually better. Yeah, in average and on base percentage, and and they're they're close slugging, but more home runs per game 
more runs per game yeah. so far. That's kind of weird. Although it's not weird. The Braves have a really good offense. And we'll get into that because yeah. there's some interesting numbers that are basically the inverse <laughs> of the Mets in some ways. Uh, but before I want to do that, I want to talk about Dansby. Um, what do you think, realistically, his MVP chances are? So Bryce Harper is going to miss too much time yep. to repeat. There are two guys ahead of Dansby Swanson. Or I'm sorry, three guys ahead of Dansby Swanson and Fangraphs wins above replacement mm-hmm. right now. Manny Machado and the two Cardinals are not on Goldschmidt. Yeah, I uh, honestly, three-quarter infielders versus a shortstop, there it'll be one of them. I don't think he's got much of a chance to be on unless he like smokes them in some capacity statistically. Yeah. Um <clears throat> now, so it's interesting. So they're, they're also all four of those guys are extremely good defenders as well. Like yes. Goldschmidt and and Arenado are literal gold glovers. Yeah. The other the other two, I don't know if Machado's won a gold glove at third base, but he's a legit fucking third baseman. Yeah. Those are the only three in front of him. Yeah. From the NL. There's a bunch there's a couple of AL guys in front Makes of him. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, look, Arenado, it's interesting. So Machado is getting a lot of his uh, love with the defense, his wins above replacement love mm-hmm. with the defense, as is Dansby Swanson. <laughs> um, because, because offensively, Machado is, uh, he's, a, he's 20 points higher in WRC+, plus, but in the counting stats, he's not really blowing anyone away. He's got fewer home runs, fewer runs, and fewer RBIs than Dansby Swanson, mm-hmm. and fewer stolen bases. Uh, he's just getting on base and slugging well. Uh, so a lot of doubles, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Um, the interesting one is Goldschmidt and Arenado. So Goldschmidt is hitting out of his fucking mind. Yeah, he's he's wild right now. 194 <clears throat> WRC+, plus, 61 runs, 65 RBI, 19 homers. So, I mean, he's teetering on a pushing 40 homers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dansby with only... I mean, Dansby's five home runs behind him at 14, so... It's interesting. So I think there's two factors at play. And obviously, Dansby is not a betting favorite. And I would not, I don't think he is the favorite to win. This is yeah. mostly just hypothetical. How could he win the MVP? Because he is within orbit of it. Uh, one thing I think that's <laughs> interesting about the Cardinals so you got two guys there, right? You got Arenado and Goldschmidt. Mm. Now, with a lot <clears throat> of people, a lot of teams, a lot of media markets, I would say, oh, they're going to split the vote or whatever. Mm. But the Cardinals are a smart enough baseball media market yeah. where they would probably just all decide to put their shit behind one guy. And you got to think that would be Goldschmidt as much as they love Arenado. I mean, so far he he's his statistics are better in every category, literally every category. D- defense is the only where only place Arenado beats him. And he does but smoke go, him in defense, but, but Goldschmidt is a gold glover as well. Yeah. Right. So it's not yeah. like you lose anything. I think he, Freddie won last year, right? Or was it two gold years glove? ago? I think there was a break. Goldschmidt won like X amount in a row, and then there was a break, and he won another one or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's... Um, Goldschmidt won last year. Uh, Freeman and Rizzo f- tied in 2018. That's right, yeah. That's but Goldschmidt right. has one, two, three, four gold gloves. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's also... I-, I think it'll be Goldschmidt unless he falls off the face of the earth because he's going to hit... He's also going to hit, just from the marketing perspective, uh, they got a good chance to win that division, right? We'll see Decent. what, we'll see mean, what Milwaukee does. Milwaukee's got some really good starting pitching. but and but So they're kind of the inverse of each other in a way because yeah. Milwaukee, great starting pitching, kind Their of a shitty lineup. Sucks, yeah. uh, great back of the bullpen, though. Yeah. Cardinals have a good bull, back of the bullpen, too, but mm-hmm. good offense. 
good defense too. No fucking <laughs> starting pitching. Yeah. Um, but Goldschmidt's going to hit a couple of milestones actually pretty fucking soon. So he, his next home run will be number 300 and he's eight RBI away from a thousand. It's like from a marketing perspective, like, Oh, what, what did, let me see this guy's resume. Well, he, here are the numbers he had from this year. And then here's the milestones he achieved this year. I think yeah. that that definitely plays a role in the way the voters think about this shit. Um, Two great players like that on one team, cannibalizing votes. I mean, remember, it's baseball writers and not fans voting for this stuff. No, I know. So it's like probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, don't, I just think I – don't, I don't know that there's a season Swanson could have. Like he would have, to, he would have to be so much better than these other guys to get to win MVP that I, I don't think it's reasonable, to be honest. I think what he would have to do is essentially – somewhat similar to what chipper did in 20 or in 1999 mm. which is a <laughs> kill the team that you're directly competing against for the division just fucking murder them which yeah. is again the mets i mean fucking awesome riley did that last year to bryce harper and bryce harper still won the goddamn thing i know but that was it was late I mean, it was just, it was literally just a couple games. You know what I mean? It was a nine game stretch where the entire season was decided. I, I get that, but Chipper did it for like a month and a half. And then <laughs> in, true, the, yeah. in that, inside of that, like that was like a legendary September. Mm. But uh, I mean, here's, here's how it would have to happen, I think, for, for Dansby to do it is uh, obviously Goldschmidt has to cool off and yeah. Arenado has to, Arenado can, can maintain his pace, but Goldschmidt would need to cool off. Yeah. Dansby needs would need to heat up, and he would need to specifically just go fucking crazy on the Mets. We play them nine <laughs> times in August. He he needs to just he would need to have a fucking wild August. Yeah, and I think give a shot because his defense isn't going to go away. I mean, that would be a good. Uh, it would be a good narrative to say, right? Our he was our best player. Like so, the difference in last year is that Riley was doing it against other teams he, mm. they, he also played well against philly down the stretch but it was mostly riley playing well over here and harper playing well over here if you're if it's your divisional rival and you just light them up and and that leads to you you know putting them in the rear view or whatever the fuck that right. probably does play a bigger role and i mean yeah <laughs> pretty much I, I i and i i think just with dansby in general he's a little <laughs> it's a little sexier than than Austin Riley as a as marketing wise, right? Literally a better looking guy. Uh, also extremely southern, homegrown, mm. and uh, um, just I don't know, over, number one pick, mm. right? All that kind of pedigree bullshit. Uh, but yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what he does against the Mets because I think that is going to decide quite a bit of it. I will say this with last year with Riley too. Yes, killed the uh, we beat the Phillies and he played well down the stretch and all that stuff. Uh, still an 88 win team, I guess, mm. which probably takes away. Whereas if the <clears throat> if the Braves this year and it, they probably will have to if they win the division, win like 95, 97 games. Yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, if the Cardinals themselves, like if that starting pitching problem catches up to them and they only win like 80 games, right? Is it like you know, can you consider a third place team for two MVPs or probably even not. just a, a a team? They're probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, sure. But, but even even if they're like a you know wild card team in the expanded playoffs, mm. like a team that wouldn't have made the playoffs last year, yeah. even then, yeah, I think you get into that a little <laughs> bit. Uh, where 
where you're not necessarily sure about voting for them. And let's be honest, like, even though Goldschmidt's having a great year, this isn't going to be like a very good MVP race again. No. I mean, there's no, they're, they're pro- just based on the trajectory of the way things have been going so far. And we're like, we're just over halfway through the season now. <clears throat> there aren't, there's not a whole lot of chance that the Braves and Cardinals are going to be jockeying for position, right? It's a, they will probably be the top two wild card slots, which means they'll play. They're going to end up in the same kind of situation. It's not for home field, right? If, mm-hmm. if it's a wild card situation. Yeah. And then if it's a fucking, if the Braves or Cardinals win their respective division, it's also not like they're not, it's not even like an interdivisional thing where you're taking, when you beat the other team, you're actually taken away from them as well at the same time. Yeah. I don't know if you see that. Like it would be, I, I like that when there's people in pennant races. That was the only thing about the 98 season. Like the Cubs sucked. No, no, no. The Cardinals or sucked. Or the Cardinals sucked, yeah. Like the Cubs were actually in the hunt the whole time. They so, made the playoffs that year. Yeah, so Sosa was doing that shit while it mattered. Yeah. Uh, not that McGuire's done plenty while it mattered before, but <clears throat> yeah, I think that added a level of excitement to it. You just don't... There's nothing sexy about Dansby Swanson, Arenado, or Goldschmidt. No, to be honest. They're just playing good baseball. Yeah. Um, Machado would be interesting. Now, Machado, yeah, Machado would be interesting. The only reason I don't think he's got that good of a shot is because A, the count, sexy counting stats are not there. And B, I do not believe in any way whatsoever the Padres win that division. No, of course not. And C, they, they could, they could easily come in third in that division yeah and and the third thing with this is that um if they do come in hot down the stretch or whatever it will be once tatis gets back and he is going to steal a lot of headlines and thunder from machado yeah no matter what he does yeah so i think i think you're going to be hard pressed to see machado getting i really do think that probably goldschmidt and dansby are the two people, <clears throat> assuming they maintain, are the yeah. two people that I think have the best chances, uh, given that they're more likely to be on division winners, mm. so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, no, but it'll be interesting. I might sprinkle some money on it. I don't know what Dansby's odds are, but uh, it's definitely decent odds, I, I would think. Is uh, So uh, Kyle Schwerber, over the last 162 games he's played, yeah, is hitting 363 with 53 home runs and like 165 RBI or something like that. Yeah, he's insane. Um, <clears throat> any chance, like the Phillies aren't doing all that great. But we've seen, <laughs> we've seen teams that aren't in the hunt produce MVPs all the time. Mm-hmm. He's hitting 226, so it's going to be a, a, a reach. But if he, if he stays hot and hits 55-plus home runs... It's kind of hard to ignore that. If he hits 55 home runs. I mean, he's and, on pace for 53 right now. And they get, or if he hits over 50 home runs in particular. Mm-hmm. By the way, so I found the odds, and he, uh, Schwarber has better odds than Dansby right now. Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, and they get a wild card spot, despite being, like we've said all year, a, I think well-constructed, giving the constraints, but really lacking in talent teams. I mean, if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs. Right. They'd be in the play yeah. in the play-in game. So. If, if he fuels them into the playoffs, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think that's not a bad bet. He is t- uh, plus 2,500. Uh, Schwarber is. He has the same odds as Arenado right now. 
Uh, Swanson is a plus 4,000, same as Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, who I don't think has a chance. But I don't um, think he's going to play enough games. Yeah. I mean, if he got super hot down the stretch, they mean. Oh, um, there is another guy who we didn't talk about who isn't there with the wins above replacement, but probably should be consideration for just counting stats alone. That's Pete Alonso. Yeah, he's... He's having a fucking year. Yeah, he he's going to hit 40, 45 home runs and drive in like 130 people. That's a pretty good fucking year. Honestly, so <clears throat> Goldschmidt, here are the odds, by the way. So Goldschmidt's the favorite at minus 105 right now. Pete Alonso, plus 500. Not a bad bet. Manny Machado, plus 500. Hate that bet. Uh, Mookie Betts was on fire before he got hurt. I kind of yeah. think he's... He'd have to basically just get back to playing exactly how he was playing. Uh, then Trey Turner plus fourteen hundred, Freddie Freeman plus twenty two hundred. Hate that. Get that out of there. Not that I don't love Freddie, but he's not going to win the MVP. Uh, yeah. Then it's uh, Arenado, Schwarber, Acuna Jr., Swanson, and then Francisco Lindor for some reason. Here's a good one because who knows what will happen after the All Star break? Austin Riley's plus sixty six hundred. Yeah, I mean he's not. He's he's really not far away from these other guys i don't know about wrc plus or or war into that shit but he's definitely having a good year um yes he, he's he's uh i think on pace for 43 44 home runs right now the last time i looked let's mm-hmm. see he's hitting 273 21 homers 51 rbi so he's on pace for 41 home runs now yeah you got a case there for sure especially uh you know <clears throat> I don't know what the defensive metrics look like between him and Arenado this year, but if he was able to do something to make himself stand out there and win the yeah. gold glove, I think that makes it more likely. You know, the defensive metrics are stupid, and they don't really like him. They don't like Goldschmidt either, though, mm-hmm. so fuck it. But Goldschmidt wins every year. Right. Although I think the, I never do, liked Freeman either. No, I think Goldschmidt is a little bit... I think he and uh, Austin Riley are the same at third base, except for he's faster. He's like his range factor's got to be higher. Like I mean, you just, his movements are more quick. Who? Uh, Arenado. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's quite. I think he's not not quite a bit quicker, but he's noticeably quicker than Riley. So he's probably going to keep running that for a while. But if Riley were able to overtake him, or maybe it's a leadership thing. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, dude, watching these last three games, watching the Cardinals, like I, it's it is like a genuine joy to watch Arenado play third base. Like yeah, he's, he's awesome. Insane. That play he made was it on. Uh, Gonsolin or somebody last night. Uh, maybe. It was so fucking good. When I he mean, like ranged out shit. of the yeah. out into foul territory. Yeah, yeah that's he, that's one of the best plays I've seen all year. He's he's fucking nuts, dude. I I can't. I, I love watching him. But yeah, I I, I uh, might sprinkle some money on Dansby. I think he's going to get votes regardless. Yeah. So that's nice to see until he prices himself out of being mm. a brave any longer. But. uh yeah, it's an interesting thing. And look, if you're going to bet on an LMVP or anything else, you need to do it at mybookie.com. It's where we make all of our bets. Uh, it's where I was going to bet on Nick Kyrgios to beat Rafa Nadal, but then Rafa just dropped the fuck out, so I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, if you love sports and you love making money, then mybookie.com is the place for you. Not only does betting with mybookie.com make every game more exciting, but when you sign up using the promo code DRINKINGBROS, your first deposit is doubled instantly up to $1,000. Uh, with thousands of bets, 
to make on all your favorite sports, there's no shortage of ways for you to win at MyBookie.com. On top of having amazing lines and props, MyBookie.com is also home to several exclusive contests and promotions that you will not find anywhere else. Get off the couch and get in the game with MyBookie.com. Turn your love of sports into your new side hustle. Head to MyBookie.com today, again, and use the promo code Bros to get your first deposit instantly doubled up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie and i think let's see if they've posted strikeout props yet because spencer strider is pitching tonight which means i would like to bet on a spencer strider over for strikeouts uh oh man the over set at seven and a half for the way this cardinals team has been hitting i think that's low you think that's low yeah. they've been getting a lot of hits off the braves they, they just haven't been cashing in They've been. Let me check again to make sure I'm right about this. But I feel like they've been striking out a lot. Uh, Freed had four last night, which is a little below. I don't know. I don't remember what Wright had. They had eight total last night. Okay. Um, the day before that, the Braves struck out only six actually. But that was Ian Anderson. He doesn't strike people out. Right. Let me check the first game here. What was that Morton? Yeah, because yep. Morton... Morton's a little more of a K guy. A, he took a no-hitter into the whatever. Oh, no, it was Kyle Wright that started. Oh, Morton okay. was... Uh, yeah, yeah, that was eight as well. I feel like if the other dudes are getting eight strikeouts, Strider's probably going to get quite a bit more. Right. right? I mean... It I is know. plus money on the seven and a half. Over seven and a half is plus 120. I'm going to take the over on that one. All right. I like, I like to live dangerously. Let's go. <clears throat> uh, But yeah. I'm gonna gonna bet that. So mybookie.com, get in on that shit. Uh, next up, speaking of strikeouts and all that shit, should the Braves trade for a starter and not a reliever? Uh yeah, hundred percent. I think so. So we have Matzik back in the bullpen. So yeah. the the talk, and I think we've talked about it too, on and off air. But just like we've talked, like I don't know, we don't need much, you know, just maybe mm. another bullpen piece or whatever. But Honestly, the way things are going, Ian Anderson, kind of a question mark. And you can't really count on Strider or Soroka to be in your rotation all year. Yeah. Uh, Strider has, is going to have some kind of innings limit. What did you say <laughs> his max was in a year, ever, including college and shit? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, in 2017, 2018, um, for Clemson, he pitched... And 51 innings. Um, <clears throat> the next year, 1920, he got injured, I believe, right? At TJ or something? Yeah. yeah. And he only pitched 12 innings that year. Missed all of the next year. And then in the minor leagues, um, well, I'm sorry. So in 2018, he threw 51 innings for Clemson. And then in the, in the uh, summer ball league or, or summer league or whatever it is, the Cape Cod League. He uh, threw another 26, so that's 77 innings. Um, and then in last year, so 2020, throws 12 innings, gets hurt. Then last year, a total of 94 innings across all of his major minor league experience. Okay. And then this year, he's now at 59. So he's never thrown 100 innings in a calendar year before. Right. Which, you know... <clears throat> I'm not sure if that really matters, to be honest. I don't know. People fucking 
Nolan Ryan used to say your arm would rust before it would wear out. Um, and with TJ surgeries these days, I don't know. A lot man. better Mo- than they used to be. Most dudes that fucking have arm injuries and have to go get surgery come back better than they were. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you handle that as an organization. I, I, would, I assume there are people that track this sort of thing. And and know that you can only throw a guy so much in one year. Like maybe his maybe they're gonna give him a hundred eighty, right? Which would be like it, that would be like just under double what he's done before. I feel like that's a stretch. Probably one fifty, one sixty is what they're looking at. You would think. So. I, I mean, yeah, I, I would say one twenty to one fifty has got to be where his max lives. <clears throat> what is he at right now? Uh, he's at fifty nine right now. I think. Okay. And he's been starting for half the season. I mean, he started in the bullpen, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't include, like, spring training innings or anything. No. Well, if you were going 20 or 120, then he's got basically 10 games left to be right. able to pitch, which, you know, that ten might. 10 starts. 10 starts, yeah. So that might, that might actually get close towards the end. If they skip, I, what I assume is they'll put him in the five hole and just skip his starts from time to time. Right. Um, but then, you know, the problem becomes if you make a deep playoff run, how much flexibility is there? Mm-hmm. It's interesting because his problem is uh, whether it's in the bullpen or on the mound, he's inefficient because he's young. I mean, he's mm. a fucking baby. Uh, he's inefficient, wa- fair amount of walks, yeah. right? Uh, a little bit of traffic on the base pass. So if you take him out of a rhythm, does that, mm. I mean, that's the type of thing that seems like the type of thing that would exacerbate that problem. It's also hard to pull a guy out of the rotation who's got 90 strikeouts in 60 innings. Yeah. Oh, he's out. He's pitching out of his fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, I think his fifth <clears> is like two. I mean, it's it's fucking crazy. But, but it's so, al- he's also not. He's not walking people anymore. The so the, his last five starts. Um, there's one game where he just threw a ton of pitches and gave up six runs and they pulled him. But every other game, it's. Six innings, six innings, 5.2, 5.2, 11 strikeouts, seven strikeouts, 11 strikeouts, eight strikeouts, one walk in these games. Yeah. So some of this has been corrected. It's still not a completely tight shot group yet. He's still throwing too many pitches to get those outs. A lot of deep counts, yeah. But he's not putting people on base unnecessarily nearly as much anymore. Yeah. And that, I don't know if you watched his last start, but he's throwing a pretty legit changeup now. It's interesting how quickly he picks shit up. Um, I mean, it, it helps when you throw 100 miles per hour. Right, yeah. And you're, because his changeup is like 89, 90. Yeah. But. And this is, look, it's, it, it'll be interesting tonight too, because he's going to be facing some elite hitters, but he's already faced that before. Yeah, he doesn't seem to give a shit about that. No, he did fine against the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you can fuck with the Dodgers lineup, you can fuck with anybody. Uh, that'll be interesting. So, but so here's the thing though. So Matzik's back in the bullpen. Yep. Yates and Jansen on the way back. Uh, Strider, like we said, we don't know really what his innings limit is. And then Soroka just had a setback, a bone bruise or something like that. Yeah, he was uh, doing, I don't know if it was live VP or a simulated game or something. It was before he starts his rehab start in the minors um, and took a ground ball off the shin or something mm-hmm. or something like that. And they just, they want to make sure that he's. There's nothing. There's no pain in the legs at all before he starts his 30-day rehab assignment. Hopefully that'll start soon, though. It'd be really nice to have him for most of August. Yeah. 
just to get him back in because it's going to take him a minute to get back in a rhythm. Yeah, I mean, he might not even, depending on what happens, he might not even make the playoff roster. Yeah, it depends. Uh, I mean, yeah, just depending on everything. But, um, I mean, you got to think at this point, it's got to be a starter because you can put Strider into the bullpen again, yeah. and then that innings situation <laughs> kind of goes away. Yeah. Uh, and then your bullpen's a little more stocked up. My guess is they might go after one of each because uh, I don't. I guess I don't necessarily know what Kirby Yates is going to bring either. Yeah, I mean, the, so luckily, well, I, I say luckily. Hopefully, um, Yates will get back soon, so we can see what we're going to get out of him. Yeah. Um, the other good news is that Rosario's back now, and we're going to get a chance before the deadline. We're going to get about a month and a half of baseball out of him to see if we really need to go get a left-handed bat somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if he's doing well, we don't need to go get a left-handed bat. Why not get a starter and a even if it's Luis Castillo from Cincinnati, where you may lose him next year, right? That's still yeah. kind of worth it, to be honest. Like if you flex fly forever, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, you get Luis Castillo, and you get make another deep playoff run, and yep. you know you get the beginnings <clears throat> of a little dynasty on your hand. Yeah, um, I would love to see Luis Castillo. Is there any other starter targets you think could be available to um, us? To us, I mean. Maybe I don't know. There, there's um, there's definitely some people available, but I don't know what I don't know what the market's like right now. Like it's nothing's really started to develop yet. No, so it's hard to say what what's going to. I I don't think we should uh, be giving up a ton of stuff necessarily. But if it's like let's be frank about the roster right now, um, we're gonna have. Let's see. I, it, it looks like Ian Anderson started to turn around a little bit. Yeah. But we'll see, right? It's still kind of early. I yeah. still, I think they should have sent him down to AAA a month ago and let him work the shit anyways. I mean, you know, he only gave up one run, what, last night, right? Yeah. Last night? But, uh, fuck. I mean, but, he was pitching in and out of jams yeah. all night. But we've got Max Fried, Kyle Wright, Spencer Strider, and Mike Soroka, who we know for pretty much a certainty are going to one, be here and be extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. That's four in your rotation already. So these... Like they've already shipped out to Saint. He got traded to the Angels yesterday. Yeah, um, I Which think Tuck, I Tucker right. Davidson or Bryce Elder are probably next. Yeah, um, and that's fine. Like we don't. There, there's it's Atlanta. There's always more pitching coming. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. uh, if they need to move some pieces like that around, and look to be honest, position player wise, there isn't anybody down there that I really give a shit about. So if they want to move some people around and get some pitching pro or get some pitching. That that's fine as I well. I mean, at this point, like, is Drew Waters ever getting called up? It seems like no. He he's twenty four now. I mean, it seems like he just kind of got like cucked by Michael Harris <clears throat> a little bit. Michael Harris is, you know, that uh, he was. Uh, everybody else tried to draft him as a pitcher. Yeah, and the Braves were like, "Nah, we like we like the way he plays defense." Right. Uh, like, have you seen him run? Yeah. Now he's hitting three hundred. Well, I mean, he throws like. Some of his throws from the outfield have, have been in the high 90s, like 98, 99 yeah. miles per hour. So he's got a fucking hose on him, which is funny because now you've got a center fielder and a right fielder with absolute cannons yeah. uh, and huge range factors. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've heard um, ESPN was talking about David Peralta the other day. But again, I think uh, I think you got to spend some time seeing if Rosario comes around 
Uh, I mean, he fucking crushed that hanging changeup oh, last night. Fucking but obliterated. Who know one one at bat doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Um. I don't know. So I mean, I'm seeing here Luis Castillo, Frankie Montez, who the Cardinals are, I've read are they're going to go after him pretty hard. Isn't he hurt right now? He uh, just went on the he he just always well, day to day. I think you're talking about the kid from Oakland, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just came out of a game injured the other day. Okay, well, fuck. But uh, who knows. That he got a cortisone shot in his elbow, I think. Okay, so, and then man, the the list gets pretty grim pretty quick. You got like Tyler Molly here, also sure. on the Reds. So Molly, uh, ton of strikeouts, mm-hmm. not a great ERA. Um, not really interested in that. No, not at all. I one I could see the Braves doing that I would not be super into, but maybe I'm gonna sound like an idiot if October rolls around. Is uh, Bumgarner? You know, to be honest, uh, I, I, that dude is a fucking competitor. Mm-hmm. If you can go to Arizona and win games, and you can do it anywhere. Like, I, him, on, him coming to the Braves would fucking, it would drastically improve his life. I think it might perk him up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he might... I don't know that he's disengaged right now. I don't watch the fucking Diamondbacks enough. I actually did watch their game last night randomly because it was on late. Um, but you have to imagine that even if he is currently like fairly well engaged, that would up his engagement even still. Yeah, Southern guy, probably grew up a Braves fan. Uh, well, he grew up in Texas, so maybe, right? Did he? I thought he was a Georgia boy. Or not from, a Georgia boy, but I thought he was like SEC country. I thought he was from Texas. Because they were talking about him going to the Rangers. Oh, no, oh, no he, maybe I'm thinking of Kershaw. Hickory, North Carolina. Yeah, Hickory. That's right. Kershaw's from Texas. Yeah. That's what I was thinking He's of. from Dallas. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he grew up in Braves country, all that fucking shit. Um, yeah, I, that would be one where, like, as a fanboy fan, I would be like, oh, this is fucking fun. This is going to be hilarious. Yeah. But as, like, a, I like to read <clears throat> fan graphs every day fan, I'd be like, I would have much preferred Luis Castillo. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have him for longer, too. I think Castillo is, what, 25? Something like that, 26? Yeah. I mean, dude, Bumgarner's only 32. Yeah. He was 21 when he came up with the Giants, when he pitched against the Braves in 2010 in that in their first I don't know, World Ca- Series run. Castillo is actually 29. He's older than I thought. Oh, okay. That's not that far away. No. Hmm. So The only two on this, like, I'm reading a list from The Athletic here. The only two, I guess three, because Montez is good, but the only two that really even pique my interest here are Luis Castillo and Bumgarner. They have Pablo Lopez of the Marlins, but the Marlins are like three games out of a playoff spot right now. Yeah, and the Marlins, I mean, A's tricked him a few times before, but I don't know if he's going to get him to trade <laughs> a pitcher in division right. while they're fucking in playoff contention. That would be crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do that. So those are the only two that kind of interest me. Uh, I'm good with either one, I guess, but I... Castillo's obviously mm. much filthier, but I don't know. Maybe you get October Bumgarner, twenty what fourteen Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. He's it's crazy to me. He's only thirty two. He seems like he's forty. It's just all the fucking moonshine. Um, next up, kind of circling back around to our uh, first topic about how the Mets uh, hit like shit. Uh, the Braves. So I kind of I caught this while I was researching the Mets thing. I didn't realize that uh, we barrel fucking everything. Yeah, they make good contact. I don't know where the Braves, let me look that up, where the Braves rank strikeout-wise. but <clears throat> They are pretty bad on that. I think so, too. I think they have a high strikeout. Yeah, they lead the league in 
being struck out. Are they still? Yeah, seven. They're. I'm seeing. Oh no, that's pitching. They lead the league in pitching strikeouts. We are top. Yeah, we are a top ten team in uh, striking out. Twenty four percent. We're second on the dot. So we're, we're the only the Angels strike out more than the Braves, but our team OPS is seven fifty seven. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous. I mean, we're fourth in the league in OPS. So yeah, it's uh, the strikeouts don't seem to be bothering anybody too much. I think no. we're second home runs too, right? Yeah, because when we touch the ball, apparently <clears throat> it gets smoked. So we're tied with the Yankees for the highest barrel rate in the MLB at eleven point three percent. Third in hard hit percentage, mm-hmm. fourth in exit velocity, and then eight, eighth in launch angle mm. to, to your home run point. I mean, this is a team-wide thing. Like, they, it seems like it's not necessarily philosophy of coaching, but, like, they just <laughs> grabbed dudes who smashed the ball. Yeah. Like, think about, I mean, that's what they did. You saw it in the trades last year. Mm-hmm. Like, Alex Anthopoulos specifically went after guys who none of them had great batting averages, but when that when they put bat to ball, the ball was fucking smoked. Peterson, Solaire, uh, Rosario, mm-hmm. and Duvall, right? We still have Rosario and Duvall. Ozuna comes back, who's basically the same type of player as Solaire yeah. is. Um, I mean, that's that, that seems to be the type of hitter the Braves want, right? And then you've got just got we've got guys on our team, big strong fucking dudes like yeah. uh <clears throat> Riley, who do the same thing. Obviously Acuna's strong as shit. Uh and then Contreras is, is a bit the same way too, right? We're actually leading the league in doubles. So the everybody's talking about how great the fucking Yankees offense is. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really good. But they play half their games in Yankee Stadium, which is a fucking joke. And I'm gonna explain to you now why the Braves are a better hitting team. So first, their average is higher, and their on-base percentage is about nine points lower, I think. Um, The Braves are, despite having hit, I think, 15 fewer home runs, are still ahead in slugging percentage Mm -hmm. because they have 47 more doubles. Jesus. Right? So the difference, like, fly-outs... The fucking extra fifteen home runs the Yankees have that would be outs in most places, right? Are just home runs there, and it's inflating their numbers. That's it. So if you're going to talk about historically good offenses, you know, this Braves team is doing pretty fucking well. Yeah, I mean, look, I, they, the Yankees and Braves are more or less tied for exit velocity. I mean, look, the mm. Yan- I think the Yankees are third, third in exit velocity, so they're hitting the ball hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. The Braves aren't getting enough enough love on that front. I mean, like I the reason I thought of this, by the way, is I was reading some Mets fan on Twitter or whatever, and they were talking about how I think the Braves have like six or seven dudes who uh, have a barrel rate over the threshold of league average or mm-hmm. whatever, and I think the Mets have like <clears throat> two or something like that. I, it's just so this is an interesting thing I wanted to ask you. We've talked about it from time to time how like you know you put the ball in play, like make him make a play, right? Yeah. Is this an extension of that, or is this something entirely different philosophy where it's like, we don't care if you put the ball in play regularly, mm-hmm. it's just when you do put the ball in play, it needs to be fucking scorched. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know how you plan for that. I mean, you, I guess you could look in the aggregate and see what their average exit velo is, but that's that's pretty deep. Yeah. I, I think you're looking pretty deep at that point. It might just be a coincidence. Um. 
But it would be interesting. I would like to hear from, I, I doubt he'll say anything until he retires, right? But <laughs> if A says, yeah, we just looked at fucking uh, uh, barrel rate and exit velo for everybody. We didn't care about any other metric. That would be really interesting to know. That is literally what Billy Bean did twice mm-hmm. in his career. But he did it with on-base percentage and... And then it was uh, fly ball. Fly right? ball, yeah. Yeah, so he first did it with on-base percentage. Yep. That, that's in the movie Moneyball, blah, yep. blah, blah. Everyone caught up with that. Mm. So then he went to uh, fly ball rate because he realized that... This he, is before a launch angle was being tracked, but he just... The, the team he had working for him figured out that the more fly balls the team had, the better chances they had. Yeah. Or the more types of fly ball, different types of fly balls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it, that's, that's what I want to know, essentially. Like, is, I, I feel like I'm sniffing out like a money ball thing here yeah. where it's like Anthopolis is just chasing barrels. It's an interesting idea. It definitely works. I mean, that's what the fucking Yankees should be doing. To be honest, like they're—I guess they are in a way because yeah. they're. But I think, how many people on the Yankees have a barrel rate over league average? Can you look that up quickly, or is that I can't take look that research? up quickly? But I can tell you that their barrel rate as a team is literally tied with the Braves mm. for at nine point eight. So. You know, and hard hit balls or here. I'll just go hard hit percentage too, because that's another one that I assume they rank really fucking high in. Uh, yeah, they're second in hard hit percentage, and the Braves are fifth. Uh, so I mean, yeah, they're 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 smacking it. Not that they have to hit it too hard to hit it out to what right field or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, that that stadium is a fucking joke. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, it's not on the rundown, but I wanted to ask you about it. Uh, our fans have been hitting us up about fantasy baseball and shit. Mm. Uh, a, how's that? How how's your league going? I'm in the middle. Like I I won. Uh, or last week I fucking tied. It's like the second or third time this season I've tied. Yeah, fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm doing pretty well this week so far. I'm seven and three, but I'm third in my league. In the hunt, I'm always in the middle. I never win these fucking things. I'm having a like weirdly good year this year, so I assume I'm gonna get like a first round playoff exit because everyone's just gonna shit their pants in the last fucking two weeks. That's usually how it goes. Um, but a bunch of my fucking players have been hurt. Just constant bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I have um Ozzy Albies. Obviously, I'm just kind of assume I'm not gonna see him again. But Max Muncy was hurt, and then. Started off slow. He's finally started to pick it up. Yeah, he's eating up. Uh, Jazz Chisholm now is on the fucking IL. Like all of my best players, make or have been on the IL at some point or another. Uh, Mookie Betts was out for a while. He's finally fucking back. Byron Buxton has been good though. Yeah, that dude's. He's like the fucking best baseball player of all time. He's like the natural. He's dope. Every time he yeah. gets a chance to play and he's healthy, he fucking everybody's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> he's hitting. He's like on pace for ninety home runs. I I don't know that I've ever seen a guy in baseball get fucked over by injuries more than him. Yeah, it's it sucks because he fucking smashes. Con- yeah, considering his fucking talent, Jesus Christ, that dude can hit. So let's say you're in the middle of the pack. You are in the middle of the pack. Let's say mm. your team in in fantasy baseball in the middle of the pack. Trade deadline is coming up in a couple weeks. So yeah. You still got time. How do you, what, what would be your advice to someone kind of middling? Um, I mean, I guess I would, you could look back in your fucking wins and losses and see 
if there's any kind of pattern there. Yeah. Like if I, I'm, I just lose strikeouts every fucking month. Yeah. Or if I lose this, or if I'm close on this, but I never win it, go just go try to buy that thing. Yeah. And don't keep starting pitchers on your roster for too long because they come and go, man. Like, I, you, I agree with you. There is, and I laugh every time I, I'm in a fantasy baseball draft and someone <laughs> takes like Max Scherzer first or second oh, yeah. round. Like, you're a fucking psycho. That's, yeah, that's stupid. There is nothing cheaper than a starting pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, you fuck, like, you can make you could have a fucking fantasy rotation of nothing but threes and fours and yeah. win pitching because you're it's so many aggregate stats. So that dude, um, how do you say his name? Molly from Cincinnati. Yep, great fucking fantasy baseball because every he strikes out fucking seven or eight dudes every single game. Yeah, right. So if you have him and nobody's going to draft him, you just take that dude. There's yeah. there's a there's a ton of dudes like that. You can you can find value in the free agent market and pitching mm. that you cannot find in offense. Yeah. So my advice would be if you are middling, and I had to do this last year actually. Uh, I made I ended up making the playoffs, but I was like really middle of the pack for a lot of the way. You're just gonna have to punt on some some stats. You're just yeah. gonna have to be like, all right, I can't win home runs or I can't win stolen bases, and just whore. I mean, typically what I would say is the two things you need to chase after are home runs. And then wins strikeouts, saves. Yeah. You pr- if you can't get saves, wins and strikeouts. Home runs, wins and strikeouts. Because if you hit home runs, runs and RBI should take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if and if you have starting pitching assets, but you're in the middle of the pack right now, sell every fucking st- yeah. dope starting pitcher you have. Yeah, I mean, if you have those guys, if you have some of those guys, Scherzer or even like I would say somebody that's dominant but doesn't always hit certain benchmarks like Max Fried, for example. Mm-hmm. He's going to win probably 85% of his starts, which is good. It gives you a good chance to get a win, right? But he's only going to pitch six or seven innings because that's all starting pitchers do anymore is pitch six right. or seven innings. So you still have, you know, 30, like 25 to 30% liability on the back end. And he's a guy that can win without striking people out. So he may have four, he may have 10. You don't know, right? But if there's a guy who <clears throat> his ERA is like 450 or something like that, but he's striking out eight, nine dudes every time. Yeah. They, it's, this isn't, this isn't, you're not playing for a pennant here. You're, it's, you're counting stats. Numbers. That's what it and is. And we're right? playing head to head too. So it's yeah. week to week. So a guy's aggregate ERA doesn't necessarily matter if he has a great start for that week, yeah. then you're fucking good to go. Like I'll tell you right now, like Max <clears throat> Reed in particular, Dark Horse Cy Young candidate, right? Yep. If someone offered him, to me, for uh, Starling Marte, straight up right now, who's on my team, I would a, say fucking a no. guy that gets on base and steals bases. Fuck no, right? But no in real sense. life, you would take that trade a million times out yeah. of a million, yeah. Because fuck it, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do it, dude. I wouldn't trade him for. I wouldn't take uh, Max Fried for fucking. Who else do I have here? Max Muncy. Like I wouldn't swap that out. Like it's just literally. That's my advice. If you are middling and you have good starting pitching, mm. sell the <clears> fuck. <throat> sell the fuck out of that starting pitching and try to stock up on homers. And then you can get your own wins and strikeouts and shit just by yeah. picking people out of the fucking trash pile. Every I week. mean, see what you're close at and try to improve that first. Yes. Like if you, if you have zero stolen bases every week, you're it's too late now. Yeah. So there's no get, base dealers aren't come. They don't come out in July. Yeah. Like that shit started a while ago. So if you don't have those, you're just done there. Or, or let's say you never got around to getting enough closers in the draft. Yeah. Just sell, just sell your closers off. Yep. Just you, you're just gonna have to. Uh, what is what is it called? Like that happens. Like it's like there's like living organisms that'll just shut down certain parts of themselves to stay alive. I mean, that's what CTE is. Technically. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, you're just going to have to cut off certain parts of your body to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. So st- saves and stolen bases are the two best ones to do yeah. on that, by the way. Because you can get a lot of value from somebody if you sell them a high stolen base guy or mm-hmm. or any closer that's getting saves regularly. Uh, and then starting pitching, too. Like, you can find there are a million hidden gems. Those are those are the types of things where you can play matchups really well. You really can't pick up a batter for a day and be like, "Oh, he has a good record against this pitcher." Like, I mean, you could you'd have to be pretty smart. Yeah, I don't know anybody that can do anything like that. <laughs> you'd be working in the major leagues yeah. if you could do that. Um, but yeah, that would be my advice. And remember, if you win your league, sign jersey. Uh, we haven't decided which ones we're doing yet. Yeah, don't worry about it. They're going to be fucking dope. Last year, we had like Ricky Henderson, Greg Maddox, um, Ricky Vaughn of Major mm-hmm. League. Uh, and, and that's, you know, can't even get Indians jerseys anymore. Um, we'll find some. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of shit like that. The prizes are dope. We have not uh, forgotten about it. Look, I'm, I'm still updating my shit every day. Uh, in fact, I have three starting pitchers going tonight. Ryan Presley already got a save. Fuck yeah, let's go. Um, so, yeah. Keep at it. Keep plugging along. I will say this, too. If you're not like a normal fantasy baseball player or whatever, unlike fantasy football, it is a lot easier to pull yourself out of the garbage in fantasy baseball. It is, yeah. I mean, if you get off to it, well, not only, there's just less talent in the NFL. Yeah. Right? It's So you're talking about, now that the DH is there, nine position players and fucking 13 or 14 pitchers for every single team. Uh, on an NFL team, yeah, there's 53 players on the roster, but there's only like a couple of dudes on each team that can actually make you points. Right. The defense is one, <laughs> right? So that's half the team right there. There's just less opportunities to to come back from shit like that. I, and if you don't, <clears throat> if you're top one, I've never seen anybody lose their top like one or two draft picks in, in a fantasy football league and still win their league. Right. I've never seen that before. You can easily do oh, that yeah. in fantasy baseball. Yeah. Easily. Yep. It would take a lot to fuck that up. Uh, so yeah, man, keep, keep going. Like literally all you got to do, it's just like regular baseball in this way. All you got to do is buy yourself a seat at the table. Mm. Right, so keep fucking plugging. Uh, if you have any fantasy questions, you can always uh, come into my DMs. I won't answer them if you're in my league. But uh, if you're in a if you're in a league that's not mine, I'll give you advice on uh, what to do if you want to slide into my DMs. I don't care. So yeah, hit me up. Uh, that's all I got for today. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Bye. Bye.